we can ask you something. Yeah. Um, has anybody actually ever mistaken you to be a full, like a real woman? Yep. Yep, it happens in the club especially. Oh yeah. All the time. Really? The fact is that I, babies are happening, I do not live my life as a woman. It's not my lifestyle. Like when that happens, what do you do? Do you tell them, like the truth? Yeah, I tell them the truth. I tell them that it's an illusion. I have just developed a character, and that's where people need to find that fine line so that when they look at us perform, they don't necessarily think that, oh, they are dressed up like this because they want to live like this. No, that is just such a misconception. Oh, I don't go home like this. I don't live my life like this. Unless you're cleaning the house, baby. Okay, unless I'm cleaning the house. So I think what's really interesting about this clip in the context of season one is it's the other side of one of the running themes from the judges of looking feminine, you know, like Nina gets this all the time of like, oh, you know, like the last episode, you know, you're, this gives away the boy, that gives away the boy. Like, I'm, I'm not seeing the girl, I'm seeing boy. And so there's such an emphasis this season on making sure you look fishy. And then it's really interesting to hear the opposite of BB talking about, oh, but I don't want anyone to think this is like, I want people, I make sure people know I'm a man. Oh, so you read it that way. Mm-hmm. So like, the way I got it was, yes, she was assuring that she's a man, but I read it as she wanted people to know that she's a performer and that mm. this is an act and this is a performance, that this doesn't mean that people who dress in drag are necessarily wanting to be women or are trans or in, in some way different than you and me in, in, in the with capital letters, right? That it's not... Um, Maybe BB thinks that a, a certain way about trans people, um, but I doubt it. Um, to me, it came off as, no, I'm a performer. This isn't my life. There are people that do that, and I'm not one of those people. And sometimes they over, sometimes they intersect, and sometimes they don't. Mm. Um, because it seems to me that she was so adamant about this because there is that misconception that drag isn't an art form that it's a lifestyle yeah no i i get that i understand that perspective but i feel like i'm i'm also looking at what bb's saying in the lens of so many i mean i feel like half the season nine queens have described themselves as gender fluid non-binary you know queens are coming out all the time as like i'm i'm not attached to one gender or the other it's just really interesting that we're in a place now where queens are not so concerned about making sure there's that there's that gender divide wow, okay. between their drag and who they are and you know and bb's just I, I think there's also the truth that like oh well this is a performance but to me the way i read this underneath that was like I don't live like this. And there was almost a little bit of like, I don't want you to think that I want to be this. There was something, I don't want to say internalized homophobia, but there was, Oh wow. There was a, there was a tone there that I, I don't know. I just felt as a gay person who's felt their own shame about things and wanting to reinforce certain gender norms and, or, or, you know, be attached to certain ideas of masculinity. That's what I was picking up from BB. Okay. Okay. I mean, speaking of, uh, ideas about masculinity, I mean, I think that the whole, whole conversation certainly is opening up, uh, that, that difference, right. That, mm-hmm. that, um, that drag is an expression of femininity of the feminine, right. Of, of a woman. And meanwhile you have Angina and you have Nina in the cast, right. Right. Where it's, it's almost like, no, there isn't, it's almost like they're rejecting illusion. Right. And BB is going straight for illusion. Um, mm-hmm. 
I guess in a dark club, I mean, it's understandable, right? That sure. Illusions are yeah. fun. And I mean, I think we've all gotten a little bit, you know, it's, I, I think we've, we've seen enough drag queens on TV now that I think if you're in a club, if you see a drag queen, it's like, I think I know that's a drag queen now. Sure. Yeah. Well, and, uh, or yeah, just drag has a, has a type of aesthetic that, mm-hmm. it, that it's magnifying uh, an yeah. idea of femininity. Right? There's a heightenedness to it you know, that I've, gives it away. I've noticed going out to certain straight clubs um, this past summer that um, a lot of women are doing their makeup in, in certain ways where they're contouring their face. Right? Oh, that wouldn't they're surprise con- me at they're all. They're contouring their noses. They're yeah. contouring their cheeks. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what? Did and, and I I'm I'm dumb here mm-hmm. because you know I don't know I don't really know much about makeup but was this happening like was this a a trend was this something that's always been going on that 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 uh, cisgender women would go out and contour their faces I don't know that's a good question I mean I I don't know the answer to that but I do think that there's enough breadcrumbs scattered about lately that would suggest that it could be a new trend because for example it's like. You know, Cosmopolitan on their website, they've got Alexis Michelle doing makeup tutorials, got other queens doing makeup tutorials. Right. And and to be honest, like it makes a lot of sense because it's like these queens are not just saying, here's how to transform a masculine face into a feminine face. They're like, how do we enhance all of these features beyond what you know how you could do? Like, there are plenty of women who would love to have a smaller nose. And here's all these drag queens going, oh, here's how you do that. Wow. You know? You know, it's so interesting because um, I think we've had a conversation about our Marys before, but a lot of our Marys are cisgender straight women. Yeah, yeah. And At least from the comments and Twitter followers and whatnot. Yeah, and our, to demographics. And emails. Yeah, and yeah. it's interesting because, and maybe it's podcast listeners, mm-hmm. um, but I also feel like, yeah, there's there's an attraction to to drag and the glamour and the performance mm-hmm. that uh, is not just for gay men, and yeah. it's not just about um, a play on uh, away from masculinity, but it's a it's kind of a celebration of femininity. Yeah, and 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 how many shapes and sizes a woman can be. They can be bald. Yeah, they can wear pants. They can you know just be a little larger than life or. Mm-hmm as I love about drag, they enhance what's beautiful about them. Right. Well, you know, and what I've, we've gotten, you know, a a couple different Marys have shared with us that like they have, particularly because of drag race, they're feeling empowered by wearing makeup. And I'm speaking of, of women who are instead of like, you know, women who are in the corporate world, for example, and instead of, you know, putting on the masculine drag and not wearing makeup and trying to blend in, they're like, no, I'm actually going to like enhance all that and own this and recognize like, this enhanced femininity, and I and I say femininity in quotes because it's all up for interpretation, sure, right. but just in that interpretation um, is actually a sign of power, you know, and wow. it's, it's something I can feel empowered by, and it's because of drag queens. Well, men wear drag every single day on Wall Street. Sure. Oh, They yeah. wear those suits that are very expensive, mm-hmm. the ties, the tie bars. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, the, the, the socks you don't even see, and they cost 200 bucks. Oh, my God. All right, the Mary. Socks. The socks. What's that line from Mommy Dearest? I can handle the socks. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot about that. Should I take off my socks too? Yeah. I can handle the socks. Oh, it's a deep cut. It's a mommy dearest deep cut. Yeah, that's good. No, it's fabulous. No, I um, I, I appreciate this clip of the week um, because um, not only is, is it uh, just an insight into who BB is, mm-hmm. um, but it's a reminder of where we've come from yeah. in the show, right? Yeah. That, that this was a question that needed to be asked on the show to mm-hmm. kind of educate viewers. Right. 
think there's that aspect too. Like again, they have hours of footage and they chose this. Right. And for RuPaul as the executive producer of the show, like she mm-hmm. was the one. She's like, yep, we need that in there. Yeah. Well, we I, need, and that is absolutely important that people know that these are performers and mm-hmm. that this is, you know, this is the gig. Yeah. And and just a kind of. Uh, as as a sort of sequel or addendum to that conversation, then we flash forward to season nine, and drag is what Peppermint used as a as a trans woman exploring her identity. Tra- drag was an opportunity for her to start to explore that and express that in her steps towards transitioning. Right, and I think as much as BB. Is like no, 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 no. That's a misnomer. We have an example now of a queen who's like, well, actually, that's that's kind of what I did. Yep, it's, and that's how I live my life. That's how. That's kind of how I figured this out. That's kind of how I was able to go on this journey. And right. and I'm not saying one is better than the other, no, but I no, just no, think no, it no, says no. a lot that it, we've gone from like, oh, I, you know, that's such a misnomer to like, actually, that's an entry point. That's a gateway. I'm not like a. I don't think Peppermint arrived at Drag and said, oh, well, maybe I'm not. A cisgendered male. Like, I think it was just kind of like, oh, here's a pathway towards sure. what I want to oh, manifest. Yeah. And, you know, you say the word pathway. That's that's uh, the way that it's described often, right? Whether, whether it's drag or it's art mm-hmm. or it's dance or it's something that they use something as a pathway to find something um to uh, how to express themselves more, right. more deeply and intimately and to empower them in, in their lives, not as artists mm-hmm. or when they're not on stage or when they're not doing the art. Right. Um, you know, I think many musicians can, can attest to that or singers. Even I think of um, Barbara Streisand, who's mm-hmm. like this meek little thing right. in real life. And mm-hmm. then on stage, she's, she's the diva. Yeah. You know, that makes me think of, I was like, who does that make me think of? And, and it could be somebody else, but the first, the person that comes to mind is B Arthur. When oh. people tell you stories about B Arthur, like, she's such a strong figure in in Maud and Golden Girls and when she was an all in the family. I mean, fucking B Arthur. We all, we know her. Um, but, you know, I... Who? Who? I, I don't know her. Um, but, you know, <laughs> when I've watched um, more than a few behind the scenes making of, you know, uh, interviews about, you know, the Golden Girls and they would talk about, like, B is actually, like, very shy. She's very reserved. Like, she's just, she's very sensitive. Oh, wow. And then it's so interesting because then she plays somebody, you know, she, her, her archetype, the character that she, she played multiple times is complete opposite. Right, right. Yeah. It's, it's an access point. Yeah. It's a way to access a different part of you that has trouble coming out. Yeah. Um, coming out. Oh, yeah. well, See what I did there, Mary? Yeah, all right, Mary. All right, guy aesthetic. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of all right, Mary, do you mm. want to talk about what this is that they're listening to? I do. It's, I'm so glad you asked. Um, this is, of course, another episode of All Right, Mary. All right, Mary? All right, Mary, which is our podcast dedicated to all things Drag Race, the world of Drag Race, and the paradigm that RuPaul has created with this little TV show. I'm Johnny. And I'm Colin. And today we are continuing our exploration of season one of Drag Race with Drag School of Charm. That's right. I wrote down the title this time. You knew it. I was, it was ready. The, my first question him when you walked in the door. Yep. Know, yep. I was like, nope, nope. I got it. Yeah. Um, and this is, of course. It, well, I have to say, the title alone reminds me of drag you yeah i mean in some ways this feels like a pilot for drag you yeah 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 where we're taking uh you know cisgender women Mm -hmm. and dragging them up yeah and much like drag you i think we can agree that this episode really was a rough spot um well (laughs) i mean it it was not my favorite episode of the season but of course you know this is the first makeover challenge yeah a perennial challenge the first one Um, it did you know i think they I, i you know we'll talk about this later of like why does rupaul every single season including our all-stars 
include a makeover challenge. Yeah. Um, and and this first one is, I mean, it's just the start. It's, it's, it's the start. It's a, it's a start. It's, mm-hmm. the, it's the first one. Drag In some Daughters. Ways it's, it's, it's kind of like, it reminds me of like the house of Valor. You know, mm-hmm. this idea that there are houses and you can have daughters and teach them how to do drag and make them find their find their truth right and i mean the the most obvious choice would just like take a man and put him in drag but i do think i'll I'll give credit that while it is very much the first i think there's something really interesting being presented in that they're masculine women they're really butch women oh right and i think it was like okay well that was a that's a twist and that's an interesting idea and and it it really it, it, it it's an extension of of what we talked about with the opening um in our clip of the week and really the theme of this episode is and in some ways, I mean, you know, if we're going to go all the way forward to Angina, it, it, the, the interpretation becomes a downfall, is this idea of masculine and feminine. Right. You know, and right. wait, wait. It's, it's not even, it's almost like uh, by bringing on butch women mm-hmm. with drag queens, it's a complete fuck me over, right? Oh. It's like turn it all on its head. It's like, yeah. you know what? Butch women, drag queens. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's, it's showing again with a magnifying glass mm-hmm. that gender is fluid and stupid. Right? Oh, it completely. I mean, it, it, you can play with it. It just they kept. I mean, when I I think immediately of of the part of this episode where the queens are showing the girls how to walk in heels, <sighs> and I'm like, oh my god, this is just flipping and flopping so many norms on their head on their side, and it it's. I mean, it's. I think while the episode is not like the most exciting episode of the season, I think there are these little moments where it's like, oh, wow. Oh, that is kind of cool. And especially when you think about, oh, this is the first we're seeing this on TV. Right. You know, we're so used to it now. Right. And I think that's an important context with season one is to remember that like we weren't as used to it. Right. And that's important. And you know what? It's interesting that they chose women because it, as the first makeover challenge, you avoid quote-unquote the horror of tucking oh yeah totally mm-hmm. then so that like it's almost still hand-holding right, right. like well women can do drag mm-hmm. right? right women it, drag is an art form mm-hmm. and it's about an expression mm-hmm. of something of of, of gender mm-hmm. of, of of yourself right and uh by by resisting the urge to pick men or mm-hmm. queenie men or butch men or whatever um it it allows for uh, kind of a softer entryway yeah. into um, having the viewer empathize. Yeah, I think you know, on that and and you know, jumping around, but whatever. I I think about some of the the comments from the judges later, especially like Merle. I think they were talking about um, they're talking about Nina's girl, who I mean, I thought Nina's you know, girl is Mia. Mia, and I thought that Mia looked great. Um, but one of the, the critiques they had of her was, you know, I think Merle says, you know, all of the other girls looked like real women and Mia looked like a drag queen. Mia looked like a drag queen. Yeah. Everybody else looked like a woman. Well, maybe Nina's uh, drag inspiration gets lost in uh, translation on a real woman. You know? And it's right. this thing. It is this. And it's, it's why Rebecca won this challenge is because it looked like a quote unquote, most like a real woman. Well, And like they were the same drag queen. yeah but i mean snooze alert yeah i gotta tell you this time around chanel should have won there you go mary i mean she should have been black china she should have been black china she should have won that challenge rebecca should have gone home on on and on i i, I am yeah i mean I am, and, and rebecca's drag was so basic the makeover was basic the wig was terrible yeah this was a disappointing episode and again like long con but also a production right keeping mm-hmm. the villain around um 
she shouldn't have won. They were, they were, it just it, it wasn't creative enough for me. And yeah. we're spoiled, right? We're mm-hmm. spoiled because probably at season one, I'm like, oh yeah, that's really good. Right, because, well, I mean... Because I didn't understand that, like, creativity is a big part of it. Right. Well, that was a weird thing that, like, Nina was in the bottom three. I was like, really? (laughs) So much about this is amazing. Like, (laughs) Mia looks like her drag daughter, like, impeccably. Right. Their looks go together without being too, you know, matchy-matchy Michael Kors. And, And Nina's given us this, like, you know... This evil witch shit yeah. that I'm just totally into. Yeah, I was like, but it was because she wasn't feminine. I mean, I was just Leah Which Remini. Is, I was like, are we watching the same, same show? show? I yeah. was like, are you, it's it's definitely as we're getting into now, we're into kind of like the the thick of season one. It's my biggest complaint about season one is this attachment to femininity. Right, I, I'm right. It's I'm, a big deal. Yeah, it's a big I'm deal, and I, I think that's that's enforced by Merle. Mm-hmm. I think that's enforced by um, Santino. Mm-hmm. But I also think that RuPaul needs again. She's softening the blow. Yeah, because she does have Nina Flowers. Nina Flowers gets to the top two. Sure, she does have Angina. She knows that that's in the world because RuPaul did it herself. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. but. To keep the feminine as like the goal, the illusion as the goal, right? People are reminded, like, oh, okay, this is safe, right? Well, that's the thing. I get the rules. That's what, even I, though there are no fucking rules. Yeah, well, that's why I think sure Nina and Angina are there, but the goal and the goal with them and the and the sticking points for Nina and Angina, their biggest critiques are when they don't follow those rules, when they right. don't move towards that goal, but they move right. towards their own goalpost. You know, right? And you know, it's interesting uh, just to think back about how that might have affected other queens going forward. Mm-hmm. That that it is rejected, even though it was visible, mm-hmm. and you know Tammy Brown went home second, right? Uh, that that yeah, RuPaul did um, disparage, yeah, in a way. Well, well, you know, and I guess you know not to go on a season. It didn't stop anybody though. No, maybe not to go on a season Hopefully. two tangent, but I it it makes me now start to think about like, well, when we think about who was on season two, I don't really think unless I'm missing someone. There were no queens that were pushing those gender no, boundaries. None. Like that wasn't happening at all in season two, right? I mean, even season three, I don't. I Raja had flat chest. Yeah, that was the extent of it. Was Raja had a flat chest? Yeah, right. which is fine, and you know, Raja's amazing. She but, won, and she won. Um, but it's just it's interesting that on the heels of a season that was all about moving towards being the most feminine and and setting that goal of being the fishiest, then season two it was like all of these queens were competing towards that same goal. Right. You know? Right. It didn't... It, it, well, and we've talked about this, but the evolution uh, did happen. Mm-hmm. It just it just went a little slower. Right. Um, season two would be an interesting one to review. Yeah. Well, we're going to talk a little bit about season two towards the end of this episode, or okay. at least one oh. of the queens in particular. Oh, that's but, right. But, you know, to... to plant some some ideas i do think at some point we should do a season two recap i think that'd yeah, be a lot of fun even if it's just like uh like a two-bit episode where we're kind of just t- just taking out right the important bits right yeah um i don't know i think going through that entire season would be a little much yeah i don't know i mean it, it, tyra singing it's like okay yeah i just i think i just rewatched season two recently um well i love the 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 cha- the um the baby and the, the oh, chicken challenge. I mean yeah. the Country Queen's challenge yeah. is excellent. It's, there's, it's a great episode. There's so much there. Except and for the and Snatch Game was great too. I mean Snatch Game was great just the mere the fact first, that like yeah, these queens one. like yeah, they had no template, they had no model. Right. Um and the wedding dress challenge, that episode is rather epic. 
if I do say myself, myself. Yes. Yes. Oh, for sure. Um, well, okay. So we have, uh, this episode. Let's dive in. Yeah. Yeah. Before we forget, we're still in season one. Season one. Um, Um, do you want to talk about, uh, well, maybe we'll wait to talk about the past or the, the future. Um, uh, makeover challenges. Sure. But well, um, the mini challenge? Yeah. So, I mean, the notes I have in the mini challenge, you know, they did this, they did something similar in season five where they had like a workout challenge. Right. And maybe that was even the makeover challenge. I don't remember. Uh, I don't know. All I remember is Jinx just looking like a mess, yeah. just like in, in sit-up hell. I was really kind of bothered by this mini challenge only because, A, I she tried to connect it to drag mm-hmm. and I'm just like if you're you don't need to connect it like if you're gonna just have like a, like a workout like make them look crazy put them against each other right then do that right Rue put in this little this this little thing next drag superstar needs to keep in shape and I just don't think that's right like uh, at least Porkchop wasn't here right right well sure I mean I, I because get... drag queens don't need to stay in shape no no thick and juicy yeah thick and juicy you could make it all the way to the finale of all stars 2 and be you know a little thick and juicy right um it's very old school yeah it is I mean I what I, what I did like about this mini challenge and sexist yeah what I did like about this mini challenge was it was it was clear the queens needed some catharsis and I was getting a lot of that like they oh, needed I to like see. get some get some stuff oh, off their chest. when Sweepy did that uh, demo of oh. her punching, I was just like, holy shit. I know. I just like threw my wallet, said, here, take it. I <laughs> Leave me alone. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it just, it was, it was interesting to see the queens in that context of just like, you know, the note I took was like, an, it was an interesting expression of vulnerability to see them just like trying, like BB at one point, I feel like she like stopped and was just like, oh, Okay, I just needed to. Sorry, I just yeah. I had a lot of Rebecca rage. I needed to shake off. Um, <laughs> Rebecca hashtag Rebecca rage hashtag Rebecca rage. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> welcome to the stage, Rebecca rage. Um, I also and her sister Chanel and Duress. Oh, <laughs> Chanel and Duress. <laughs> yeah. Yes, Mary. Yeah. All right, Mary. Because she was, uh, yeah, she was, she was hurt. I'm Honestly, I'm dizzy. My heart is racing really bad and I'm just shaking. I was so winded and so literally feeling like I'm going to vomit. Can I lay down on the couch? Yes, you may lay down on the couch. Here's a towel. She could barely keep up. But, you know, it got down to her and Rebecca. Yeah, but you know what? Chanel also took a fucking break. Well, sure. Yeah. Which I thought was bullshit. Sip of water. Um, I mean, it was very much an act one gun. Have it come down to the two of them, the most competitive queens. Because it's like, ooh, next episode. Next episode. I mean... Let's talk about it later. Yeah. Let's talk about it next week. Can we talk about next episode? Sure. Um, um, so, yeah. So, the mini challenge, it was um, it was a, a, a competition, right, where mm-hmm. they had to uh, do these burpees and punch. Right. And uh, it was like, okay, whoever can stay standing. Right, right. And, I, you know, it's fine. It's just, it's, it's a little mini challenge. It, it was a little bit like um, Fear Factory, uh, you know, those kinds of stupid physical challenges yeah yeah it just reminded me of like a morning class at barry's boot camp honestly oh my god uh, enough queens go to those. yeah all right mary i yeah. was running next to uh i did a barry's boot camp uh class once and i ran next to justin from clear as folk oh sure sure randy something yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, he's a very sweet guy mm-hmm. um but he was totally cheating unbelievable 
unbelievable. He was not running between eight and nine when we were supposed to be running between eight and nine. Was he running between one, two, three, four, <laughs> one, two, three, four? <laughs> <laughs> Oh god, those classes! Those classes made me have like uh, a stroke. I think. Yeah, I was I was a uh, I was dedicated to Barry's boot camp at one point in my life, and it's a good workout. And for queens who who are not in you know all of the cities that Barry's boot camp are in, it's just it's kind of what it sounds like as a boot camp. Yeah, no, um, and it's it's crazy and hectic, and you don't get any individual attention. To be honest with you, the only reason I I went for five times because uh, I only went for five times. Oh. Um, is because they give you these shakes after and they're delicious. They give you these shakes if you pay them $13. $8, Mary. I don't know about that. Mm, Somebody should look that up, maybe, because it was was only $8 for me, Mary. Oh, well, maybe I don't Um, know. But yeah, you you like the night before, you're like, yeah, I want peanut butter jelly. Oh, it's all about that peanut butter and jelly (laughs) shake, girl. I would... I would rise out of bed like Christmas morning for that Ladies shake. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage, <laughs> peanut butter and jelly shake. Hey, girl. <laughs> hey. I'm shaking my titties right yeah, now. Yeah, right. Um, but yeah, no, that shake was so good. Oh, my God. so good. So it's probably not that hard to make, but you know. Yeah. Anyway, Barry's Boot Camp. Uh, don't try it or try it at your own risk. Anyway, this was very much like a boot camp situation. Totally. Um, and it was sweet and cute. It was fine. And then, you know, we get to the main challenge, which is, of course, as we've talked about, is a makeover challenge. And, you know, the note I took, which I thought, and it actually, it goes back to what we were talking about earlier, is that Rue says um, that the queens are going to teach these women the secrets of drag, something every woman should know. Wow. Oh, you caught that. I didn't mm-hmm. even catch that. I caught that tea on Coon. You betcha, Mary. <laughs> I, I mean, there's something about that that and it, my 2017 post Sasha Valore self is just like, what the fuck are you talking about? Every woman needs to know that. Yeah, don't tell me what every fucking woman needs yeah, to know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it goes back to that idea of you know these drag queens who are like, oh hey, you want to make your your nose look smaller? Like follow these tips, right? But but your your nose also doesn't need to be fucking small. Well, need being this operative word. If you yeah. want to go to town, right, Mary, sure. but like you don't need I'll to know, you. right? You don't yeah. need to know any of this, right? Yeah. Right. Oh, that's an interesting catch. I I feel like um there the idea of the makeover challenge is also right on brand with RuPaul and this idea that um you are making yourself over. Mm-hmm. You are creating a new you you're finding a new you mm-hmm. um last week the clip of the week was who do you think you are mm-hmm. and i think by making over someone to be your daughter there's an opportunity there to see more of yourself mm-hmm. and to see someone else express themselves through your lens right which is uh, in very much ways uh like being a teacher right mm-hmm. where you are not molding somebody to be just like you but you are allowing them to find yourself, to find themselves, which is why I hated Rebecca Glasscock's look so much mm-hmm. because it was just a carbon copy. Yeah, there was no individuality there. Mm-hmm. Well, that you know, that was one of the things I wanted to talk about was uh, this challenge. Really, was also an extension of that question of who do you think you are? And I think to do well in a makeover challenge, what you what you're really doing, and what Rebecca didn't do, and I guess you know what BB didn't really do in a different way, is you're you're taking the essence of your drag of who you are you're taking the the core elements of your aesthetic and you're translating onto another person and so for example to me a queen like uh, nina did that perfectly 
because right, right. Mia wasn't a carbon copy. You got that it was the same idea, the same family. It reminds me of like Sasha Velour. Yeah. When she did her makeover challenge. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God, these are sisters. This is fabulous. Yeah. They're in the same world. They're in the same era. But it wasn't like she was painting on those eyebrows. It wasn't like Duncan right. had a bald cap on. Right. It was... Let me take the essence of all of this. And I think that was where, you know, I think a queen like Chanel was actually really successful. Yeah, Chanel and, did really well. Yeah. And, and I mean, Sweepy was yes, not an easy transformation. Look, yeah. And you know what? The, the, again, we'll talk about this in a second, but uh, Rebecca chose her to be with Chanel. Yeah. Sweepy should have gone with Angina. Like, that oh, would have been. Like, that would have been kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, and that really brings up, you know, it, it's a bit of an extension of Long Con, but, you know, Rebecca the strategist. Rebecca is here for the game. I see many different sides of Rebecca, and some are a little underhanded. Ooh. Wow. I definitely think that at this point of the competition, getting so close to the end, that there is definite strategy on who she picked and she found strengths and weaknesses with each so that she can have an advantage. I think that Rebecca doesn't want us to believe that she was trying to handicap us. I'm not a bitch. I'm just trying to get them all riled up. Being strategic. Can you knock it though? Like honestly. No, no. I mean, what I was going to say is, you know, being strategic on Drag Race, it's kind of like this double-edged sword because I kind of think, well... I think queens in later seasons don't do it because they know that people won't like it on social media. Okay. So they're always really clear to be like, I just went down the line. I just picked this one for this one for this one. Like they always have to wow. make sure it was fair. Whereas like the other contestant, right? Yeah. Well, you know, I, I hadn't, I had no say in this. I, I mean, I think, um, it's for the fans, right at the end of the day, like they're also going to be paying your bills after the show. Exactly. And I yeah. think there's more of an awareness of that now. Whereas, you know, Rebecca, yeah, I don't blame her. I don't blame her for being strategic. I don't blame her for thinking, okay, I have this opportunity. Of course, I'm going to pick the one that I want. And of course, I'm going to make it harder for the other girls to win. I, as much as, you know, as much as I'm doing this whole original long con thing, like in this situation, it's, I don't really blame Rebecca. I just think, well, okay, that's who you really are. That's who you are. You're, you're that girl. You're that girl I knew you were. She wants to win. Yeah. Yeah, she wants to win. And you can't knock that. But I will say, the type of girl that also wants to win wants to beat the best mm-hmm. and by pairing them up quote unquote fairly yeah. you're you're ensuring that you're going to be making over your person mm-hmm. uh, against the best right that you that won because you did really well not because someone else had a rough yeah, yeah. Right. well it makes me think of trinity and um at the season nine finale and she picked peppermint she's like i want to fight yeah if yeah. i'm gonna lip sync i'm gonna go against the best up it's, here there's a lot of honor and respect in that exactly <laughs> honor and so stupid. well you know in, our, in the context of this and drag race and all right mary in our in this world um oh excuse me i'm just knocking over some i'm just getting i'm be, i'm using all of my gestures um i think Colin's flailing his arms what around the kitchen. What can I say? What can I? He talk- looks like a Muppet right now. Talking about Drag Race. <laughs> Jesus, Stattler and Waldorf. <laughs> uh. You are all weirdos. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, why don't you go down to the lobby and get yourself a 7-Up, Mary? Um, <laughs> Make 7-Up yours, Colin. Yeah, right, Mary? <laughs> Sprite Mary. Um <laughs> Jinx, you owe me a Coke. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jinx one soon, you owe me a Coke. So <laughs> I... <laughs> um, anyway. All right, um, Dad. Yeah, <laughs> somebody's dad is working on overtime tonight. Mm. Um, 
I'm, I'm looking through my notes. A lot of them I've, I've talked about, but I... Do you want to... do? Maybe we can go down the line quickly and talk about the other makeover challenges. I feel like that's an important sure, thing let's to kind of discuss. Um, only because we're, you know, it's this makeover challenge. Yeah. We're talking about who do you think you are. Mm-hmm. Um, the other opportunities that the queens have had throughout the seasons um, to express who they were um, and, and through different types of people. Why don't mm-hmm. you go for it? Well, sure. So season two was Golden Gals, which was Drag Mothers. Um, season three. Do you remember who won that? Um, I think Raven won that. Sure. That was a big move, a moment for Raven because we got to see her vulnerability. Right. Yeah. So and, was, you know, see a part of her, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and season three was Jocks and Frocks, which yeah. of course was again challenging masculinity, but this time with, uh, with boys, with men. Yeah. Um, and then they had to do the, the cheerleading challenge, which is kind of interesting to be like, okay, well, you're jocks, but now you have to be cheerleaders. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's almost like you can do it. Yeah. Yeah. You can do this. It's another form of drag. Right? Yeah. Football players are in drag. Right. Oh, and I just remember uh, Manila's uh, queen. He was just Matt. He was so, he was so Matt. game and he was so into it and he was so like feeling his oats. And I was just mm. like, oh, man. A woke man. Uh, right. I mean, but like a woke pig. You know what I mean? <laughs> just like. Oink, oink, right, right. It like burp in your face and then like quote Judith Butler. Marry me. Yeah, right. <laughs> Marry me, William. Um, so, uh, and then season four was Delph said like to frock, which of course was um, dads as moms. I love this one. I love. Well, of course, because it gave me my often number one favorite lip sync. This will be Latrice Royale. That's right. Um, she just stood there. Wait, this will be no. Oh my natural good. woman, Mary. Sorry, I'm mixing up my. Are you favorite. not following along with the squirrel friends? Of course I am. They just did Queens Behind Bars. Oh my god, they're the best episode. Ew. Oh, oh, I, I, I'm so happy that I'm watching along with them because I totally forgot about the. Ooh. <laughs> Ew. Lucille Ball. Ow. <laughs> Right. right, right, right. <laughs> oh. um, and then poor Kenya Michaels, uh, who uh, she was. <laughs> I don't like the smell. Oh, I kind of like the smell. Yeah. <laughs> you like the smell of beaver. <laughs> um, and, Sorry, guys. And then um, uh, kudos to his girlfriends, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, and while we're tangenting, who cares? Um, they were talking about, I think, um, I was making some comments about season one and like it's cringiness and they were saying, oh, I get the impression like season four is, did I say season one before? Season four is, you know, not Colin's favorite season. Um, they were oh, saying. Yeah, they went in on that. Yeah, yeah. And, and and I wanted, I think that I like season four, but I think what I don't like about it is um, the element, the, the production of it. I don't like the, whoever the producers are of it. You know what, Mary? Go back to Party City where you belong. <laughs> the future of drag future um no i get that i get yeah. that the production is uh, a little much there's just something there, there was there was a difference there yeah mm-hmm. there's something about it the queens became a little bit more aware yeah and the show Especially itself TV. became a little more like the whole zombie thing in the first episode it like using the, other queens yeah, yeah. It, it became more of like creating these little sketches and moments and things that were like well these are obviously not real so how was dilfs then um in that realm um in terms of of production yeah and that. um i don't i don't know if if that necessary i don't know if that challenge necessarily was i mean i think the only thing 
I mean, the pregnancy bump is a little excessive. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, it, it probably isn't necessary. Dad with moms. Right. I, mean, I get that. Right. I mean, I get it, but um, I don't I don't think that that critique of season four necessarily applies to the makeover challenge. Okay. Um, season five? That was Super Troopers. Which that is, was, I think, my second favorite. Yeah. It, that one is really good. Yeah. Jinx, I have to, Jinx yeah. won it. Yeah. Um, did Jinx win? Oh, no. She was supposed to win it. She was supposed to win. It was um, Roxy. Right. Right, right. Because she transformed that little bear. Um, <laughs> Sexy little bear. Yeah. And then season six, of course, Drag My Wedding, you Grooms like, as Bride. Well, that one we we went in on. We did. It's a very powerful episode. Marys, if you uh, if you have not and you're keen to catch up on some back episodes of All Right, Mary, you could go listen to our season six uh, recap, in particular our Drag My Wedding recap, uh, which is an episode that we both kind of went in like, oh God, I hate this episode, my least favorite episode of the season, and then just like totally queen the fuck out on. Yeah, no, the idea, uh, I think that's when we first kind of realized what these makeover challenges were, which mm-hmm. is to turn gender on its head yeah and that it really challenges the viewer to think differently yeah yeah um yeah i I ended up preaching that one way more than i thought i would unlike the next one conjoined queens which is where they brought back past contestants which i thought that part was appealing yeah because it was like trixie came back well sure i mean i would have liked to see mrs kasha davis but who wouldn't there's Uh, always time for a cocktail yeah or a mocktail apparently she's not drinking anymore good for her yeah good for her choice yeah cranberry and seltzer is not not a problem um you know I feel like it, you know, the season, I think the season eight one is the weirdest one. That's the Wizards of Drag with the Little Women of L.A. Um, I mean, for its um, absurdity with the uh, modern dance. Oh, my God. It was, it, it was cool. Um, I mean, it's, it's just a. It was also um, Wizard of Oz themed, which I loved. So yeah. in that sense, like, mm-hmm. I thought that it was cool. Yeah. Um, and it was also clearly a cross-promotion. Yeah. Well, that was what I was going to say about season seven, season eight, and season nine. Season nine, of course, being Crew Better Work. Right. Which was my favorite. Yeah. Yeah, yeah of course. I and mean, obviously mine, too. Um, but it's interesting in these later seasons, seven, eight, and nine, um, that there's another turn. There's another shift. Like season seven is using past contestants. Season eight is using another TV show's cast. Season nine is using its own crew. Right. Like it gets a... Meta. It gets a little bit more meta. It gets, you know, the references change, you know? Yeah. And then of course, All Stars, um, All Stars won. They didn't necessarily have a, a makeover challenge per se. They had the girl groups challenge where they had, you know, the Piazzadora's daughter and Vanessa Williams' daughter and uh, Kelly, Kelly Osborne, yeah, And they had to like drag them up to then do these girl groups right um and then of course all-star season two was family members was a big one yeah, yeah i mean Alyssa. katya's mom oh my god you pat her. Yeah, oh god her. pat for season 10 pat and sarge <laughs> and eureka for top three season 10 yeah yeah <laughs> oh man um well yeah so i mean it's interesting now to think that this was the first one um as we dive into this episode just kind of remembering that from this rupaul and her team had to learn how to push forward yeah. gender on its head. Yeah, how else can we do this? Yeah. And it kind of, and the question just jumps in my head as we're talking about this. I wonder, you know, season 10, obviously they're going to do another makeover challenge. Like, yeah. What, what, what else? Like, what? Because I think, you know what I think would be really interesting and also some tricky waters if they had police officers? I think there's so much about the police right now that I would, I'm just wondering, I'm just like spitballing what that would, what conversations that would bring up in the workroom, you know, what opportunities yeah, there would be. It's a tricky one, Mary. But I think, I mean, 
but you're right. You're I, right. I think it's like, where else do you go with this? Where else? What, how do you stay would, relevant would with this? Would the platform then be a political one? I feel like it would lose. It would lose the revolution on gender, and it would become one that is um, topical. Well, and at what point? Is the whole gender thing not such a revolutionary conversation? I think it's always going to be a revolutionary conversation. I'm, I'm, I, mm-hmm. I, I think trans people, especially this past week, mm-hmm. with Donald Trump's ridiculous tweet, which has zero merit. It was just a distraction. Yeah, total yeah. distraction. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I don't, th- I don't think it's over. I, I think we're close to be over. There mm-hmm. are pockets of this country, not pockets, gaping bubbles. Um, huge bulbous bubbles. Mm. Um, you getting turned on? Call me. Um, <laughs> please welcome to the stage. Bulbous bubbles. Bulbous bubbles. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, uh, in people in this country, where you look at a dragon and you're like, what the fuck is that? Mm-hmm. Well, then in that case, as I if mean, it's a monster. Then I, I was talking. I'm sorry. I'm gonna keep going. Mm-hmm. I was talking with my coworker today who just came back from a trip from Michigan, and he is a tall, um. Bigger, very, very flamboyant man um, who identifies sometimes as a lesbian. He has very, very long, long black hair, and his voice sounds like a woman, um, quote unquote woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and he told me, he's like, you know, I forgot being in these, in Michigan or in these areas of the country, that people don't want me around their children. Mm-hmm. People get nervous if I walk into the bathroom after their child walked into the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. I mean, because people, I mean, people not are shocked. Yeah, yeah, no, no I, I understand. Totally. So I, I don't know. Uh, anyway, that's just my pushback on the gender mm-hmm. revolution is not over. It's far from over. Well, I guess I, I, I mean, we're still, we're still gendering objects. Sure, nurse. but if we were to then, if there was a way to then have that conversation with, if if the ideas of these makeover challenges are challenging that are. are participating in the conversation by challenging these ideas i'm just curious what are the directions they could go and okay and i think that yeah you know it would it, i wouldn't mind if it went a little more political i honestly when i think about drag race and like we're, we were talking so much about its evolution and like how far it's come from season one and season 10 i mean season nine was obviously a very political season in terms of having social justice corner and things like that and i right. think having an openly trans, which will win the emmy yeah exactly and having an openly trans performer and and you know sharing that story in the way that they did i think okay you have to build on that i mean this season you know they're not going to change everything after getting nominated for eight emmys you know what i mean right so i'm hopefully they'll change something well i think some things would be fine to change yeah (laughs) like you know no more cheerleading but i think that like when i think about where drag race could evolve to and you think about you know you look at the 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 ways that rupaul's expressing herself on twitter for example the, the political things that she's saying it's like i would not be surprised to see season 10 be a much more political season it's certainly something to be excited about yeah um part of me hopes that it the, the show continues to be somewhat of an escape something I mean, of a reminder of that things aren't real mm-hmm. um that nothing is real i you know what if it were if we're spitballing of ideas i it would be cool to see B and D and C list celebrities that are pretty well known mm-hmm. have to be dragged over so that we don't recognize who they are. I'd be into that. You know? Oh yeah. I mean, could we get Leah Remini? <laughs> oh, shit. Of course they could. Yeah. We could get boys and girls totally. to take over mm-hmm. uh, as celebrities. Mm-hmm. And you know, you have to create the illusion that they're not that person. anymore. Yeah. And I, this is again, just kind of spitballing, but it would be really interesting to see, and of course, this would be totally different, but it'd be really interesting to see 
cisgender women transformed into drag kings. Oh yeah, I'm waiting for that too. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. I'm waiting for drag kings to emerge on this show. I don't yeah. know why it's yeah. Why I mean, it's been I mean blatantly mm-hmm. left off. Yeah, yeah. I think drag kings exist in the same place. You know, we had this whole conversation so many episodes ago about the lack of you know lesbian spaces and and lesbian bars and things right. like that. I think I think it falls under the same headline of like they're just in the, for the same reason that there's there's gay bars in a city and no lesbian bars. Yeah, there's drag queens everywhere, but you're not really seeing drag but kings. To put on masculinity hasn't been something that this show has touched on, right? This idea that we're putting on masculinity as mm-hmm. opposed to putting on femininity. That Treating masculinity as drag as much yeah, as femininity. Whenever is, I yeah. look at um, you know hardcore hip-hop culture, there's a masculinity that is put on by female rappers and male mm-hmm. rappers, mm-hmm. Missy Elliott being one of them, mm-hmm. um, even to the point where their voices are lower. Yeah. Um, and it's fascinating to me, the mm-hmm. idea that um, masculinity is also performed. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I I was actually on the train here. I was like, there was this one guy who was like, you know, sauntering through the train, you know, and was putting on this performance of yeah. swagger. And I yeah. was like, oh, girl, you want a tip for this? Like, you got a bucket in the corner I could throw a dollar into? It was just, it was all performance. It was, it was as much of drag as if he was wearing you know, uh, stilettos and a short skirt. It was as much of a performance. Right. You know? Right, totally. When you get dressed in the morning, you know, know, I'm going to butch it up. Yeah. I mean, it's what you wear and then it's then how you perform yourself while you're wearing it. Sure. Yeah. It's like, what are you tapping into that you can't tap into? Yeah. 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 What are you trying to tell people you are? Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, who do you think you are? Who do you want us to think you are? Who do you think you are? Who do you think you are? Who do you think you are? (laughs) I don't want to see that. (laughs) I don't want to see that. (laughs) <laughs> uh, so yeah, we talked, um, you know, I wrote some notes down about why, why makeover challenges are part of RuPaul's brand and why it's important. I think we kind of went into that, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, the one, the one that I think this shows is that it's not just a man in a dress. Mm-hmm. Drag yeah. isn't just man in dress. Right. There's work behind it. There's mm-hmm. this idea that we're all in drag and we all can be in drag. Um, it kind of opens our minds in that way. Mm-hmm. Well, that's kind of what some of the the women, you know, the guests on the show express. I mean, at one point, I think Temple, you know, she says like, I didn't, and, and you Tem- could. Temple was. Uh, Temple was. Rebecca's. Uh, Rebecca's. She said. I didn't know it was that hard being a girl because I don't walk in heels every day. So I'd rather be in a ring and moving around <laughs> in boxing shoes and moving around in high heels. I feel like such a wuss. And I mean, wow. it, it's problematic in a way, sure. right? Very. I mean, it, it's a, it, it's a. She's wuss. Right, right. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we could unpack that sentence for the rest of the episode. It's like, I didn't know it was so hard to be a girl every day. I mean, as as a cisgendered woman saying that, it was just like, I mean, it flips things on on its head. Cause it's like, well, what does it mean to be a girl? You know, it goes right. back to that question, you know, we talked about last week. And is week. she not a girl? Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, it's. I mean, she is very much a girl. Yeah. And it's that whole thing of like, who are you? Who are you? Who are you? And it just right. keeps keep sort of, you know, unraveling that. And it's, you know, and I think it's um, Sweet Pea says later, she's like, oh my God, like, she says, I could end a fight in seven minutes. Like, this took like two hours to put all this on. Yeah. So it is, it is kind of interesting to hear women talking about this versus like if it was a man being like oh man i didn't know it was so much to transform and <laughs> right oh man my dick's all tucked away yeah, you know exactly which right. is obvious right and we're all just kind of like oh you're such a good sport you yeah, know yeah. yeah you're a great guy yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so it's it, it is an interesting context but it's also a little yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
Um, I I also really I enjoyed seeing Chanel teaching Sweet Pea how to lip sync, like kind of doing a lip sync tutorial. Yeah. I kind of love that. Yeah. I kind of love the way that she broke down the nuance of performance. Ding 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 ding. ding. Knock one back. Knock one back and have an Alexis Michelle shot on me while you're at it. What they're looking at is, did you know the words? Make sure that as you're learning those words that you feel it here. Okay. Hold up. Bring the beat back. Oh, I see what you're saying. You know what I mean? I'm using my hands as well. Um, Stop. I ain't ready yet. Throw a little attitude in there. Throw some shoulder. Throw some eyes. That's what's really going to be able to lock in that lip sync value for you. Yeah. I mean, I just, I really enjoyed that. I, I don't know. I, I really liked Chanel this episode. I don't. I don't know why. I think maybe because I felt she got like shafted, but I just felt like I don't know. I was on Chanel's side this episode. Well, I mean, I don't know. Um, I she left a bad taste in my mouth with the whole drama of I'm so tired. I can't go on. I need water. I'm just like, girl, get I up. No, get up. I know she was just having like gym class PTSD flashbacks. Yeah, you know, true. right? Um, but <clears throat> yeah, no. Uh, it was it was uh, certainly an endearing moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It was like, oh man, you know, it made me think that would be such a great, like, you know, sketch comedy bit of like teaching people like the intricacies of lip syncing. And, yeah, like, you know it's what not I mean? just knowing the words. No, it's not just mouthing the words. You can mouth the word or you can lip sync. Right, right, and there is a difference. Yeah, yeah. Oh, just yeah. ask my cat. <laughs> just ask Marco. <laughs> He'll tell you. Um, oh God! You know, I, just, I get that. I get in that towel dress, and I just. Oh my God! You got your towel dress. I on. got my towel dress on. Yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the visuals oh, for our I, listeners. Yeah, right. That was great. Oh, oh, enjoy that. Jesus. Yeah. Nightmares. Yeah. Put yourself to bed with that one, Mary. <laughs> um, let's uh, let's jump to the runway. You ready to go to the runway? Run, runway? run, run, runway. Yeah, let's do it. Let's All right. Out. Let's work it out. I mean, they lip synced. Oh boy, that was rough. It was rough. Oh my goodness, it was rough. I'm glad that we didn't see them all separately. Oh, I I mean that was one of the worst montages. I mean, some of them were like me. It was just like not even mouthing the words, yeah. and I felt bad for them. I'm not even criticizing them because they're not lip sync artists. They're, this is not. I, I'm not mad at any of them. It's fine. I kind of felt no bad time. for them. It was the first time they did this challenge, and I think that you know they realized, okay, this is too much. Right, and like, why are we putting these poor girls through this? Like, yeah. while the actual contestants on the show are just standing in the back, can't even see them. Like, oh right. God, I hope she's doing all right. right. You know, right? Yeah, I mean, right. It was a little odd, and I, I, mean, I one thing I noticed about this episode that is that um, the focus, the focus wasn't necessarily on the women. No, um, until. This moment, right? And, and then I was like, like, "Oh no, which one was that? Yeah. <laughs> whose are you? Whose mom is that? <laughs> yeah, right. I um, want to speak mom, to her. Mom, whose mom is this? Mia, Mia's mom. She back there? Um, she's not really lip syncing. Um, you know, I, I, I also do want to mention this might be one of. I mean, we we're talking about cringy moments of season four. Sure, my season one cringy moment is Lucy Lawless. Oh. When Nina's coming down the runway, I was like, maybe we can play the clip. I don't want to do it. <laughs> I don't want to. You have to say it. Just do it. She, oh God, she basically, you know, you know, Nina's coming down looking like Wicked Witch and, and Lucy Lawless. I can't even, she's, I mean, she's such like a nerd and I kind of, I'm endeared by that, of course. Um, she's fucking Xena. Like, what am I expecting? Like, she's a walking Pokemon card, but like, <laughs> I, um, she, she's like, 
she kind of has like you know she's her pen is like a little wand she's like get away from here you you have no business here <laughs> fuck you i didn't want to have to do that <laughs> <laughs> oh that made me so happy yeah right my my toes have curled into my feet like a geisha oh my god like the wizard wicked witch show that's, that's, right, that's right that's mm. right oh god i'm melting why is she looking at me like that go away you have no power here so yeah i i just that moment just i ugh, like i knew it was coming and i was like oh god she does that thing <laughs> and then rue's like mm, yeah don't don't take an apple from that queen oh right thanks right, for that right, moment right, right, loose right. um you know I, 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 the note i have here is that yes rebecca and temple looked fine they looked fine they looked fine it was basic but they i don't know it was why they basic won. there was no creativity there was, mm-hmm. it was it was a carbon copy. Yeah. It, and also, you know, I I didn't really want to accept it until watching it this most recent time, but I understand why BB was on the bottom. I get what she was going for, and I understand why it didn't work. Yeah. Yeah. I it they weren't of the same I, were, it was I get that they were both doing their world thing, mm-hmm. right? The one was doing Middle Eastern and one was doing African. Right. But uh they weren't from the same family. Right. Right. It was your daughter. I wasn't seeing the connection, you know? Um, I wasn't... I mean, if you're... If we could challenge it and be like, well, it was an op- it, her adopted daughter. And she's allowing her daughter to hold on to her roots. If you've got to explain all that, Mary, then like... You know fair, what I mean? I, and I think that's a big part of it, is like if you have to explain it, yeah. and I can't read the story from what you're presenting... All right, Mary. All right, okay, Mary. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I did a bad I'm thing. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I did a stupid thing. Yeah. Um, um, angina... So, oh, you know, here's like the angina. Was it really that bad? No, I don't. I don't. No, it was. It was fine. Yeah, yeah. I just. I. I don't know. Especially the critique she was getting of like, well, you should have been wearing the dress and she was wearing the pants. I'm like, I don't. What? I don't know what the problem is here. I thought they both looked good. You know, because then, like, I think Santino, he has this, you know, when they're doing the deliberation later, he has this critique of, like, you know, a drag queen in a pantsuit not tucking is a man. I did think Angina looked a little more boyish than usual. A woman in a pantsuit is really great. A drag queen in a pantsuit not tucking is a man. Man. Like, it's just these rigid, rigid ideas of what you're allowed to do in drag. You know, it, it makes me think that maybe RuPaul has also evolved. Sure. I mean, in what is drag or maybe it's not necessarily evolved, but that she realized she realized throughout these seasons that, I mean, the lens needs to be widened. It also needs to be cleaned. Yep. It's a little, Vaselini, um, <laughs> fair. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. No, I mean it. It just it's it's just this sort of like it's just this sign of the times thing. And I get it. I get the idea that we had to be kind of like led into these like other versions of drag and like learn how to appreciate the drag just as about being fishy. But like it, it's still kind of like I mean. You know what I mean? It's kind of like Gone, Gone with the Wind is a great movie, but like, oh boy, are those are those stereotypes, you know, about the slaves just really hitting me in the wrong spot. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, what Santino said was, uh, in a way, very violent, right? Yeah. If I'm going to be very dramatic about it, but it, I mean, it, there, there's violence in that. Yeah, it's there, there's just something about it that just... I. It just made me uncomfortable. It made me, like, grateful that it's not 2009 anymore, as if that were, like, 20 years ago. Right. 
you know? Oh, man, that was not that long. No, like oh, we, God. you know, we're, we're kind of lucky to be in the era of Sasha Velour yep. and, you know, yep. Bobby um, Drag Queen. Peppermint. Yep. Yeah, Peppermint. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it's, you know, it's really that extension of like, boy, our like younger generations now, like kids in high school now, it's like, man. Yeah, there's, it's not. You got a slew of new it, problems with social media. Right, but, but it doesn't hurt. Yeah. You know, to mm-hmm. be to be of a of a of of a gender questioning kid, like mm-hmm. it, it might not hurt. Right, it and, might not. There's, if, there's more access to options. Oh my! And in the internet, you can find a tribe of sorts sure. in a hot second. Sure. Yeah. 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 I mean, 2009, you could too, but it wasn't as probably wasn't as potent. I th- it was a it was a Yahoo group, and no one had a picture. You had no idea who you were actually talking to. You know what I mean? So was Yahoo supposed to be offensive, Colin? A Yahoo group, like I, they're all Yahoos. Yeah, right. It was excuse, sorry. It was a it was a GeoCities website. Is go. that better? It was there an Angel go. Fire site. Mm. Um, so, yeah. I mean, so obviously, you know, Angina and BB are in the bottom two. Uh, we hear. Um, I mean, this is a pretty great lip sync. Um, we hear Angina say she doesn't feel like she needs to tear off her clothes and crawl around on the floor mm-hmm. and i really respected that i'm like great yeah keep your dignity but at the right. same time i'm like no no you have to right. kill this lip sync right. the, the song is called stronger like right. you have to be that you have to like enforce that and i mm-hmm. think what bb was doing was what rue wanted oh watching this again bb won this lip sync Fair and yeah. motherfucking square. Yeah. And I think all of the stuff afterwards was just great TV. You know? And I'm not even mad at it. I'm not mad at the moment. I think that it was probably not an easy decision knowing she had no, to send on Gina home. A, that's such a um it's such a moment to have in a reality competition. Right? If you've like, got it, take it. Yeah, it's like, oh, oh, I need to take a moment. Right. Let me think about this. I have to excuse myself momentarily because this decision is too difficult i need a moment alone excuse me ladies right like okay there's oh wow oh oh my god Mm. yeah it's uh it's it's Hollywood, baby. Oh, it's great. And you know, there's, and I will post a screenshot on Twitter, but there's that great moment where she has her hand on her face when she comes back, when she's like, okay, I got to do this. It's, and and the shot is between, like the camera's behind BB and Angina. Right. And, oh, it's a, it is. Set up. It's a fabulous shot. Yeah. I don't know if, Sarge, I don't know if, if you're responsible for this, but he's listening yeah, at home. He's clearly so. listening. Um, I know he wasn't responsible, but it's a great shot. It's a great moment. It's all great TV. The elimination is a great moment. decision. Bibi, you brought to your performance tonight a fire and a hunger that I haven't seen before. And you did something I didn't think was possible. You outshined Angina. The lip sync, I mean, Bibi is amazing in that lip sync. Yeah. I mean, she, and you didn't even like that song. I don't like that song. No. I No, I don't. You're um, going straight to hell. Yeah, no. It isn't. Um, no, I don't like that song, but I feel... I've like, done it! <laughs> the love of God, for God's sake. Um, yeah, no, I I, um, I think BB was great. I think she was giving me everything I needed. Yeah. You know? And, and it was exciting. I was... I don't, I, I don't mind that she took her wig off, 
to me, it was just like, I'm going to just go for broke here. Was she kind of flubbing the words, Colin? Part of me saw her kind of like... Oh, I don't know. Skipping some of the words. Oh, I don't know. Which bothered me a little bit. Then I'm like, yeah, it's not about the words. Yeah. I, I, I mean, it should be because of the lip thing. I mean, that's what Chanel was saying is it has to All look right, Valentina? like... Valentina? Yeah, yeah. We need to see your lips. Um, I don't know. I mean, I if she did, I didn't notice. Mm. It didn't bother me. Okay. Because she was doing everything else that I needed. Right. You know, she was right. giving me all that face and all that drama and those big old eyes. Yeah. And just like... And Angina wasn't wearing a wig. Yeah, and I, I don't know if I felt and like... Rue is like, you know, just like she says, you know, take that thing off your face. It's like, put that wig on your head. Yeah, well, I just, I don't know if I was getting much energy, as much energy from Angina. Okay. You know? Well, she didn't want to have to do that. Right. She, well, that's not how she performs. And Rue accuses her of being complacent. And you've been praised so much in this competition. I fear you may have become too complacent. I don't know if that's necessarily fair to no, say No, they that. knew she was going home, especially yeah. against BB. And they knew that she was going home because she's not the winner. She, right. She's, she's ladyboy. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I think that they knew that. I mean, I think they would have been happy to see her in the top three with Nina. But, I mean, that would have meant Rebecca, her storyline wouldn't continue. I mean, when you, when you really think about it, when you really watch it in retrospect, everyone kind of went home when they should have went home. Except for Chanel. You think that she should have gone home sooner? No. Chanel should have been the top three. Oh, see, I the reason I say that she went home when she should have is because the the drama of her saying, Well, I think I'm the one who should be going home and, and that she didn't make it to okay. the top and, three. In terms of like production. That's what and, I mean. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, I mean yeah. is right. the production. Right. Like I, Valentina shouldn't have gone home when she did, but that's exactly when she should have gone home. Right. When we're if we're looking at this as a TV show and yeah. a production, yeah. it was perfect. Yeah, the and season I, was getting bland and then all of a sudden mm-hmm. pop. Yeah. And I mean I, I think that the final episode of the season, and of course we'll get to it, so we won't talk about it very much, but like Rebecca's involvement in that episode is what it's all about. It, I mean, we're just watching like this it crumbles. We're watching it crumble. Yeah. We're watching the long con fall apart. Right, right. And so, you know, I can't get mad at it. All right. Don't, then don't. Then Colin. I won't. Um, you, know, you know, control your emotions, Mary. <sighs> Deep breaths. <laughs> Wide open spaces. Yes. Um, all right. Well, that's the, you know, on Johnny Goes Home. Yeah. That's the show. That's it. That's that episode. Yeah. Um, you know, we're well on our way. Um, we now only we have a, a top four. Yeah. We only really have one more challenge and then we have the clip show and then we have the finale and the reunion. I mean, yeah. that's the it. It's great. Oh, the reunion. Oh, good the God. The reunion is like an all right, Mary episode itself. Oh, there's so much about the reunion. That is going to be, oh, I, my favorite reunion. Of all seasons. Okay. Yeah. Season nine, to me, I know everyone fucking loves the season nine reunion. To me, it was like a cheap knockoff of season one. Okay, here we go then. Oh, right. yeah. Yeah, you can tweet at me if you don't like that. Oh, maybe uh, they will. Maybe at, they will. Do it. At All Right Mary. At All Right Mary. And if you don't want to make it public, you can also email me at allrightmarypodcast.com. Or DM us. Or DM us. Either way. Um, agree, disagree. Which? Well, have you seen the season one reunion? And maybe we should wait until we review it. He'll have this conversation with people. But okay, like, whatever, Colin. You just tell them to tweet at you if they disagreed with you. So I hope they do. Well, I hope they do. Yeah, I, hope, I hope they do, Mary. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's move on. Um, I'd like to move on to the next segment that I like to call. I read it on Reddit. Reddit on Reddit, which of course is where I go. You know, I'm of course a frequent. Uh, 
uh, lurker lurker is the word i'm a frequent lurker of the rupaul's drag race subreddit where i go in and extract the latest news of the week um and things that are going on in the subreddit or any interesting information that is being shared by the reddit tours i am a not a reddit looker um only when i'm sent a link usually by colin mm-hmm. i will go but uh, Colin is about to say something that I don't, I have no idea what you're going to say. And I kept I, I, I kept asking, yeah. um, but you wouldn't tell me. Nope. Nope. Um, yeah. I want to keep it on, please. Uh, so <laughs> I, um, the one, these are, I only have just little notes. I just have a few, a few, a few tree things I want to talk about. Actually, only two. Uh, one, and this might be old news by the time we post this episode, Santino is going on a 111 day juice fast. <laughs> That sounds fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've seen many a documentary about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, why is he going on a juice fast? Uh, I don't know. To give his body a break, give his immune system a break. Well, he looks used up, so uh, yeah. he need it. I mean... Is I, he straight? Does it matter? It doesn't matter. I mean, that's a good question. I don't know. I haven't, I've never known that. Marys, if you know, just because we're curious, is he curious? What is... <laughs> what What is Santino uh, oh. associate as? Oh, Santino Rice. Mm. Uh, speaking of RuPaul's Drag Race uh, alum from the other side of the judges panel, finally, Lucian Piani's Twitter has been suspended. Oh. And this I can also, tell. I can also credit uh, Ricky, Sister Mary Ricky, oh, Ricky one of our original Marys. Love him. Uh, I can He's credit- having an affair with Amanda. Oh, yeah. Really? I mean- it's getting hot and heavy in there. It really is. Every week, I'm just like wiping my brow. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think uh, he, he had posted something to us and uh, I think to Grizzly Kiki as well. But uh without giving it more press than it needs, I think Lucian was uh, playing fast and loose with the N-word in a, oh, a, a, referring to Oprah. Oh, wow. And I was like, oh, you don't. You don't fuck with Oprah. Oh, as Chanel would say, Oprah is God. Yeah, all her life she's had to fight. She's had to fight. <laughs> don't make me play the color purple clip again. <laughs> um, yeah, so. Wow. Uh, wow, I'm, 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 I'm happy. Yeah. Um, I'm mad that it didn't happen the first time. Yeah, he still has Instagram. Great. Yeah. So at least we can still see videos. I mean, oh, they're really creepy. It's and really. It's, yeah. It's, I mean, I don't follow him on mm-hmm. either and yeah. I um, won't, but um, every now and then, you know, you go check in on the, this composer that used mm-hmm. to be on RuPaul's Drag Race. And well, that's what I do. Him. I don't, I don't, I mean, I barely go on Instagram, but when I like, if I go on, I'm like, Oh, what's, what's Lucian doing these days? And yeah. it's, it's, it, it it's oh, tragic. I'm, it, I, yeah, I'm kind of I'm really sad about it, actually, yeah. when yeah. I think about it. I mean, what a fucking asshole, but it's also really sad because I think it's the effects of other things. Yeah, I mean, it's it's something in which he needs some help, whatever it may be. Or he's a fucking racist, and that's fine, too. You know, it's like, fuck you. Have a great life. Peace yeah. out. But I, th- I think the racism is, is one part of, of a larger, you know, Beast, you know what I mean. Okay. I think it's manifesting as racism. I think it's manifesting as as you know poor self care. I think uh-huh. it's manifesting as just like yeah some attention seeking. I right. think oh I think, completely. I think he's just like also throwing some ideas out there to see if he can get validation. some validation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, and you know what? Whenever I have looked, the comments are like "fuck me, daddy, fuck me." I'm just oh, like, oh yeah. my god. Yeah, it's it's really. I mean, the internet is the internet is oh god. The internet is filled with so many. So many lost souls. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, the door is just wide open. Whether you're lost or found, you're welcome in. You yeah, know what I mean? There's a place true. for you. Yeah. Well, he was, I mean, recently posting 
because there are people who are posting things like that, like, oh, fuck me, daddy, things like that. But there's also people who are like, you know, oh, you know, why don't you just kill yourself, things like that. And and he has posted comments of things talking about like, oh, you know, all these faggots are the same. And so it's so it extends to that as well. You know, right. he's he's not he's not discriminating in his discrimination. Oh, good. Yeah. That's so refreshing. Yeah. So we can all feel included in that. Uh, anything else on Reddit? I think that's all I've got in terms of Reddit on Reddit. All right, Reddit. Reddit. Um, maybe we can discuss a season two queen winner. Yes. Uh, that, that came into our mailbox. A couple of times. We uh, we got an email from Sister Mary Maya. and Love her. Love her and those cats. Mm. Um, Fred and Goose. <laughs> and uh, we also got a tweet. Um, from we had one of our Marys tweeted us. Um, was it summer? I think maybe. Uh, but it was interesting that just that both were about Tyra and really asking like, do you think that Tyra could win later seasons? Which I thought season seven, right? I mean, <laughs> essentially the Tyra of season seven did win. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think about uh, it was pretty consistent, and I think she. I think she's, she's better. She looks queen. Oh, she's. I think she's a Tyra. better, at least aesthetically, a better looks a look queen than Tyra. But I think in terms of she's the an, role uh, she played, yeah, she yeah. has an interesting um, aesthetic. Yeah, um, uh, my feeling is that one of the benefits that Tyra had was immunity. She had immunity when she oh, needed it. Oh, right. Totally. You forget about immunity, and that went away. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, good. Yeah. Um, fun fact. This episode of season one that we just recapped, of course, they were having immunity up until this episode. Right. And, and so, Angina. Yeah. And Angina, yeah. So yes. I don't know if that's that's just a little piece of trivia. Um, my feeling is that performance wise, Tyra would not win later seasons. I, I don't think that she's up. I don't think that she's at the same level as Queens that they were bringing onto later seasons is up to. Yeah, in terms of the level of her drag, I also don't think the level of her maturity and who Rue allows to move forward. Because mm-hmm. obviously she keeps some riffraff around or immature queens for drama. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that she loved Tyra. Yeah. But, um, you know, if you think of like a Jinx Monsoon, mm-hmm. if you think of a Bianca Del Rio, yeah. you think of a Bob the Drag Queen, a Sasha Valore, uh, a Trinity Cable, uh, Tr- 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 mm-hmm. sure. uh, a Trinity Taylor, mm-hmm. um, there's... She's not the adult in the room. Right. I mean, I, I, yeah, I don't think, I think that you know, one of the things I, I, what I wrote back to Maya about and what I also think was a real driving force to why Tyra did so well in season two and why she won. It's not just that, you know, she, she, it's not that she didn't do well in her season. She certainly had some great looks and she was great as the baby and country Queens yeah. and, um, great looks. Yeah. I mean, she wasn't terrible, but I think, you know, and I, and I'm, think I'm remembering this correctly that the season two reunion RuPaul is talking about Tyra and how there's this sort of old school drag element to Tyra she's she like when especially like the wedding dress challenge like that was a real example like the fact that Tyra had like glued shit to her body you know Um, and there was this whole moment where you know because Tyra was getting read on stage by the other queens and then of course like RuPaul kind of had to reprimand the situation and then um then Tyra won and then she went to the back of the stage and then she started crying and she sort of dramatically pulled her veil over her face as she started to cry. And I think Rue talks about how she just loved the like fucking drama of that. Mm. And then all of this to her felt like old school drag queen was like a throwback to a different like era of drag. And I think that's what propelled Tyra 
through her season. I think that's what Rue saw in her. And so in some ways, I think Rue appreciated the bad behavior, you know, because as much as the queens were like, well, what you don't see behind the scenes, it's like, oh, no, no, no. Rue sees all that she girl. Sees all she sees it. all and of that. She loves it. And she's loving like, yeah, it. She's a bad bitch. Right. She's a naughty girl. Right. And it's okay to be fucking naughty. It's a competition. Fuck yeah. You. She's, yeah. She's trying to win. And she's yeah. Doing great. And she's and she's being, in, you know, in, in industrious and she's you know sure she's being a little conniving and and, yeah. and super competitive but like i think there's a scrappiness about that that rupaul yeah, the saw. way that she talks to tyra versus the way she talked to pearl mm-hmm. in the sense of when they're being bad quote unquote right. mm-hmm. i mean she, with tyra she's like honey why aren't you why aren't you helping your group right she's like, i'm right. done she's like okay we'll go back to sleep yeah and pearl it's like wake up pearl yeah <laughs> no exactly exactly i mean that's like the perfect example it's like rupaul she it makes me think of also like rupaul is not the same with every queen like i think about how she was with kimchi you know right we've talked oh, about she this has, in the past. she has to adjust yeah right? like, Just like she, you do with with kids yeah she knows when she has a sensitive queen yeah and and when to not push that because it's not going to benefit, you know? Mm. Um, and I think with Tyra, I mean, I think she knew that like Tyra was, was a scrappy little queen and I think she loved it. And that's why Tyra won that season. Oh, that's a good way to think of it. I yeah. think I, yeah, I think, I mean, I wouldn't mind watching season two now kind of looking at Tyra as just the scrappy one that we kind of should root for. Well, yeah, that's, that's kind of what I was thinking is like, if we were to do a season two recap, you I know, mean, how could I root against Juju B? I'm sorry, but well, sure. But if you were like the same way we did season six, where I like, I mean, we're watching, like watching Courtney, watching Jocelyn. It's like, right. Let's watch Tyra this Because I don't really think about Tyra. Yeah. I think about Raven. I think about Juju B. I yeah. think about Pandora. I right. don't think about tyra yeah and so it'd be interesting to really watch how she you know how she fared through the season how she interacted how she fit in or didn't fit in you know did tyra ever lip sync no fabulous that's right she never lip synced nope yeah she never had to lip sync and then when she finally did in the final two she like got off stage went up to i mean if i were raven and i saw that i would have been like come on (laughs) you know (laughs) so so yeah, I mean, I do. I think Tyra win later seasons. No, but I think that she was supposed to win her season. Okay, there yeah. you go. Mm-hmm. If you have any thoughts, Marys, uh, on season one, on anything drag related, on Reddit, on Tyra Sanchez, um, you can email us at allrightmarypodcast at gmail or you can reach out to us on Twitter at allrightmary, uh, and we'd love to hear from you. And. You can go to iTunes. And what could you do? What could you do? I I think what you could do is you could leave a review. You could leave a five-star review. And you could let the other potential Marys out know that... Let the other potential Marys out there know that we're here and we're queer and we're ready to deal with them listening to us. Way to sell it, Colin. I'm just, you know, right? It's like... (laughs) Every week I bring this pitch out in different ways. I don't know what's going to work. I've done it. I've done it. (laughs) What more do I have to do? I scarcely know what else to say. (laughs) Thank you, Ross. I'll take that to heart. (laughs) I'll take that on. I think she says I'll take that to heart. But I think the way that we misquote things, the way like Flappy the Jaw Grant at the the mic is not the quote. Yeah, right. Yeah, I'll take that on. It's really the All Right Mary quote. All right, a little beady beady. Little beady beady. We're Um, doing the shoulders. I also want to just have a quick shout out uh, for another Instagram follower. Um, Shane Camaro has the most adorable new puppy. Oh, Rusty Paint Can. Please look up at Rusty Paint Can. And this dog is so cute. Yeah. 
uh, that's all. That's all I had to say. Colin, take it away. Well, I think that's everything we've got to tell you this week, Marys. So I think all I have left to say is bye. I'll see you later, okay? <laughs> Call me. <laughs>